today. It's actually one that's making me happy. So I figure it'll make you happy too. And we're going to talk about Thanksgiving, getting back to your happy place. And then once you're in your happy place, helping you to stay in your happy place. That's not the full title. It's just, it's just uh, kind of the addendum, the tagline. You know, Thanksgiving is a deceptively simple practice. And we kind of... Um, live in a culture where it's kind of sexy to be cynical and there's an attitude of entitlement and cynical and entitlement. Those attitudes will make you miserable because it's all about what someone owes me. So I'm all mad that I haven't gotten it. Or if I have it, I don't really appreciate it. You know, we have a lot of emotional fallout. And God is, is so amazingly wise. He knows how we wired. He knows what helps us live a full and happy life. And so one of those things that he over and over and over again, either set talks about directly or indirectly is this attitude of Thanksgiving. And it's really an attitude. What are you filtering your life through? And we all know junk happens. We all know, man, sometimes you're just pummeled and it's one thing after the next, after the next, after the next. There's a lot of unfair in life. And Jesus was pretty clear, no clear eyed and no bones about it, right? In this world, you will have tribulation, but cheer up. I have overcome the world. So you were placed in a world that is imperfect, and who we are with our fallen mindsets and all of these different things. It's, that's not who we are. How we think and how we act is imperfect. Who we are is perfect because we're in the image and likeness of the one who is perfect. And we are that as he is, so are we in this world. But walking that out and, and dealing with the dynamics of the stuff that is painful, that is unfair, that is unjust, all of that can sometimes get us in a place where we add misery to misery. You know, you don't have a lot of control over the things that happen to you. You really don't. And I, I would really disagree with any philosophy that says, you know, it's, you can control that, but you do have control, self-control over your attitude. Uh, and it's not just this, well, garbage things happen to me, but I'm just going to put on a Pollyanna face. No, this is not Pollyanna. There's so much to be thankful for. And, and, and in our distress and our pain and our challenges, sometimes it's really hard to remember, but as a discipline to practice, this is just a good discipline to practice spinning things into the thankful zone. Doug Addison talks about, you know, flipping things. So you have this negative thing, but, and you flip it into something positive. I know a lot of people who have a negative thing and they'll make it more negative. 
<laughs> or a positive thing happened. Yeah, but they'll flip it into a negative. Those people to a person are generally unhappy and depressed. So God, in his wisdom, one of the things for our emotional well-being, uh, for our relational well-being, for opening up spaces of possibility where we can see him move and be all that he called us to be in his image and likeness. This whole attitude of thanksgiving is huge for that. And, you know, a lot of times the non-sexy things like Thanksgiving, okay, instead of being cynical and knowing it all, right, um, open up something really gorgeous and amazing and sexy. I like to use that term because it's so not religious, but, you know, it opens something beautiful, okay? And so I'm going to just remind you, remind you of probably what you know, and then just encourage you. It's like, yeah, I really want to do this. Like for me and for other people and for the world, thankful people are happy people. So let's talk about this. Uh, I'm going to take you to Isaiah 51.3 from the Passion Translation. It says, indeed, Yahweh will comfort Zion, restore her and comfort all her broken places. Okay. So this is someone or a a nation that was unhappy. Uh, He will transform her wilderness into a garden of bliss. That is your birthright, but it's not all at once. And a lot of times we need to kind of get it in our hearts and minds first before we see it materialize in the natural, her desert into the garden of Yahweh, joy and laughter will fill the air. Joy is your portion with thanksgiving and joyous melodies. There's such a connection between thankfulness and joy. You know, I remember as a, as a little girl, I, I was a pretty happy camper a lot of the times. And I appreciated the simplest of things that would honestly kind of be silly, except for it's not silly because it made me happy. (laughs) And I'm a pretty joyful person. So flipping things into a thankful zone has served me well. Um, And some people are naturally, it's easier for them to do that, but we're all called to do that because why? That's part of the fruit of the spirit. You know, God never gets depressed. Okay. (laughs) Even, I mean, when you look at the mess that, we act out of and wade in and all of that. He just, he just does not get depressed. And he also knows how he's going to move and he adores us right where we're at. So gratitude or Thanksgiving is all about the tally you're keeping. So when I look at my life and my perspective, how am I tallying my life? So you have the good column, you've got the bad column, you've got the really bad column, you've got the amazing column. Okay. All right. And so where are you tallying things? You know, sometimes a a real focused, intentional tally on the, this is so good. And that's amazing. Okay. This is bad, 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 bad. We usually have no problems with the bad part, (laughs) but practicing Thanksgiving, you can find a million things. I remember this is such a silly thing. My my father uh, was not a particularly happy person for multiple reasons. And a lot of it, you know, stemmed from his own personal stuff, but he couldn't see the beauty and the wonder and the joy of just even the everyday. 
right? Of even the good things. So, I mean, seriously, I, I grew up in Kansas and I, I like bread. And so I was so grateful because I was in the bread state. And I just thought that it was the most amazing thing. <laughs> and I remember sharing that with him and he's looking at me like, okay, all right. And he was off somewhere else, you know, coveting something he didn't have. And when you covet something, you're miserable. Uh, when you're envious of other people, you're miserable, right? Or, or what they have and what you don't have. Envy is, is you're jealous of what you don't have. Jealousy is that you have it, but you're, you're wanting to protect it. So anyway, those ways of being create misery, simple gratitude. Oh my God, enjoying the beauty and the wonder of the people around you. You know, we have such a, um, a problem with, I can't commit or I can't stay committed. We just have such a problem with that. And I I think a lot of times we're trying to find the perfect spouse or whatever, and people disappoint us. And we're constantly like looking for the pot of gold at the rainbow. The grass is greener on the other side. And so we have so many problems with relational fallout where if we can be grateful for the one God gave you and how amazing they are and really meditate on like, I'm, I'm so grateful for that. I'm so grateful for that. I'm so grateful for that. Our relationships will kind of lie, come alive and our marriages would last and our relationships would last. I just threw that in. That was the bonus. Okay. Let's go to first Thessalonians five 16. I'm reading this from the passion translation. It says, let your, uh, let joy be your continual feast. Oh, I love that. That just makes me happy. I can just camp out right there. Make your life a prayer. What does that mean? Talk to God all the time and listen to him all the time. It's great. And in the midst of everything, be always giving thanks. Be always. Notice how this is a way of being. Be always giving thanks. Oh, I'm so grateful for that. Oh, I'm so grateful for that. It's like, oh, look at that. That's so amazing. Do you know the sunrise comes up every morning and is absolutely gorgeous and we miss it 90% or 98% of our life, you know, but it's still there. There's so many things to be grateful for that we, that we miss. And I'm not saying you have to wake up to look at the sunrise or the, or stay for the sunset. I'm saying there these, this beauty all the time that we take for granted. And when you take things for granted, you're a miserable person. You just really are. Cause you're like, well, yeah, yeah, but I want this. Well, it's like, why don't you enjoy this? And maybe that will be added unto you. Yeah. And then you'll be happy about that. And more can be added. We're going to talk about that. So it says, this is the will of God for you. So what is God's will in my life? Okay. Well, let joy be your continual feast. Make your life a prayer. Talk to me all the time. This is about intimacy. Be happy. Uh, This is about intimacy and always be giving thanks. And I love the way this is termed because it's a way of being. Thankful people who have cultivated this. You know, if you're not a naturally thankful person, you can cultivate it. So it's kind of like a default. So you're flipping everything into thankful mode and you will be a happy camper. Oh my goodness. Okay. Let's, uh, let's keep going. Uh, the word give thanks is the word I, I'm going to say this wrong, but just love me anyway. Greek Eucharistio. 
to be grateful, feel grateful, give thanks. I want you to notice in the middle of that, actually, it's easier to see if you actually see it written out. It's spelled C-H-A-R-I-S, charis, which is the word grace also could be extended to the word love, but it's really about grace. Grace is released intrinsically in the giving of thanks. And we need grace. We are so dependent. We are dependent people, right? Jesus said, as you remain in me, me and you, you will bear much fruit apart from me. You can do nothing. That is ultimate dependency. Everything comes from our union with Christ, whether we know it or not, believe it or not. The things that we think, oh yeah, we're doing it without him. Well, it's because he made the grace available to that. And you're not having to try hard to yank on that grace. So we are giving thanks in everything, but let's be clear. We're not like idiots. We don't need to give grace for, I mean, give thanks for everything. Like, you know, I had a loved one, one recently diagnosed with cancer. Well, I am not giving thanks for the cancer. Oh, forget that noise. But I am giving thanks that there are answers in the midst for her that will make sense for her and that she will be okay. Love that. And just interesting, it says in Ephesians 5.20, King James, giving thanks always for all things. Well, that for all things, just, just in case you got confused, because sometimes we get religious and we thank you for the cancer. What a bunch of BS. No, don't, don't, don't think. If, if it's negative destruction and bringing death, it is an enemy of God. <laughs> okay. So don't give thanks for it, but give thanks in it. It means uh, you can translate that word for over or above or beyond. Okay. In spite of it, give thanks. Why? Because there's answers. There's answers. And there is another side. Isn't that great? Okay. So, you know, how are we um, experiencing this fullness, experiencing life and uh, joy and peace and all these things that come with Thanksgiving? Um, How does that work? I kind of unpacked it a little bit just to help get you thankful and how does this work? How does this work, right? What are, the, what are kind of the mechanics, although it's not mechanical? Thankfulness shifts atmospheres, you know? So if you're, you're depressed, do yourself discipline to write out things that you're thankful for and keep on going and keep on going and keep on going. And, and sometimes we're so depressed, like you can't think of anything. I get it. Well, then have someone help you because it will shift you because sometimes we want to hold on to our depression and our right to be mad about how sucky things are. And that's, I mean, that's just honest, but we're not little brats. We are sons and daughters of God who are grateful in the midst of crappy things while we're, we're believing and knowing that, wow, there are answers for all of those crappy things, but it shifts the atmosphere for you. You cannot open uh, to possibility if you're on lockdown with how crappy things are. You're not Uh, emotionally, psychologically, uh, mentally, you are, you are closed off your heart is closed off and God wants us to live fully alive and fully human. So that means our arts, our hearts are open and thankful hearts are open hearts. It opens up a space to receive more. So when you're thankful for say living in the bread basket state or whatever that was, cause you like bread. And that's just a simple, it's just a funny thing. But when you're saying it opened up more possible and I'm thankful for this and wow, I get to be thankful for that. And yay, I can be thankful for this. And I'm just, oh my God, I'm so thankful for all of you watching. So 
it, it just opens up space to receive more and you can be more thankful. You get out of a vicious cycle to a, a, a blessed cycle. You go upwards and you, you get in the right dynamic it's in your emotional health. It keeps you from being entitled. Entitled people are obnoxious. Okay. They're little spoiled brats. You owe me. It's like, well, I don't know. Maybe you ought to work for that yourself or whatever, right? Uh, whatever that is. And it's not good. They're, entitled people are miserable because it's never enough. And they usually have a big old chip on their shoulder. And I'm not saying there isn't such a thing as justice. So don't, don't mishear me. But I'm saying if you stay in that place of being entitled and not being grateful, you will, you will live a miserable life and bring a bunch of people with you. It creates a posture that God's blessings will be released. Listen, if I have a child and they're not grateful for what I have given them, I am kind of like, not sure I'm going to release more so you can be that much more ungrateful for all that. So maybe I'm kind of like, you know, sitting with it for a bit and then encouraging them, guys, you know what, that it took a lot of work to do that or, or uh, whatever, you know, that was given in love and, and, you know, be happy, enjoy what I gave you so I can give you more. But if, if I give more to people who are ungrateful, um, their ingratitude will grow. And that's really bad for them. That is really bad for them. You know, ultimately God is about conforming us into the image of Christ, who is love, which means he's lovely (laughs) and gratitude and thanksgiving are lovely, are lovely. So you can give more and it not be bad for people. A lifestyle of Thanksgiving will keep you childlike and open-hearted. And this is so good. You know, I, when, when we're too cool for school and we're, we're cynical and we're, um, you know, maybe ungrateful and kind of depressed and all that kind of thing, we're not living as children, but we're living as brats. Okay. Now being childlike, we want to be childlike. Uh, not childish. Okay. And I'm telling you cynicism and ingratitude is childish. Okay. But childlike is open-hearted, able to see the wonder in things and you're happy. And it creates a space for more to flow for life to flow. You know, Jesus said the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these, these as childlike people. Why? Because he can, he can release all the blessings he wants to and have it be good for, for them, for us when we're, we're childlike, you know, so when we're entitled and, and, and cynical, well, it robs us of joy, right? Um, it also creates an atmosphere for the miraculous. There's something about gratitude that has an element of wonder to it. Like, ah, oh, look at that. Look at the sunrise. Wow. Look at that person in front of me. They're so amazing. Wow. You gifted me with that person. It has an element of wonder in it. And that, that is also an atmosphere where the miraculous flows. There's a supernatural component on this. That's not just mental health psychologically, although it totally is. There's a supernatural grace on it. Well, you know, I mean, Jesus said, you know, uh, you know, he said, pray, pray all the time, be joyful, pray all the time and give thanks. This is my will for you. So ding to ding, ding, this might be a really, really good thing. And this might actually work for you. 
And it's his will because it keeps us happy. He wants happy kids. So let's be happy. Lots of scriptures to uh, support the childlike living, but it does create, you know, every time Jesus was about to do a miracle, he is the express image of the father. Every time that he was about to do a miracle, he would give thanks. So when he broke the bread, he gave thanks. When he was about ready to raise Lazarus, he gave thanks. Why? Because it's, it's an, it has an element of faith in it. Uh, or simple like trust, like, Papa, you're going to do something amazing here. So thank you in advance. Whew, we're going to have a fun time seeing how this puppy is going to land. Rather than getting, not, not that, you know, let's take the Lazarus example. Okay, well, you know, he, this is Jesus wept, right? Something horrible happened to his friend. And his friend's sisters are like, where the hell were you? Didn't say that, but that's the Catherine version. Like, where were you? Right. He would be alive. And so he, he weeps with them because he's a human. He has emotions, but he also knows there's something on the other side of death. Whoo. Yeah. There's something on the other side of death. So he gives thanks for the answer to come on the other side of death and Lazarus gets raised up right? The provision piece blows and fishes. Wow. Okay. We've got five zillion people, right? How are we going to feed these with the loaves and the fishes? This is pathetic. And we could all get, you know, you owe me and get entitled. We all get mad. You let us into the wilderness to starve us to death and all of these things. But wow, we have this. And so thank you for this. I'm going to break it and it will multiply. And I'm saying that is how uh, the things in your life will operate. You break it open and it multiplies. So breaking it open, start creating your list. Keep a mental tab of the things you're thankful for. Flip the negative with a positive upsweep. Um, and that is actually accurate. Yes, I love that. Okay. It guards our hearts uh, and keeps us connected with God's perspective. Guard your heart with all diligent for out of Dylan's for out of it flow the issues of life. Well, I've got issues in my life. I need answers to. And as I'm open hearted with him, wise with boundaries towards things that need to have boundaries. Okay. Or people that need to have boundaries, but you know, open hearted towards him. My, the issues in my life get taken care of life flows. And in the meantime, while I'm waiting for answers or expectant for answers, um, I, I can settle down and be happy because I can trust in a God who adores me, who had the answers before I had the problem, who is the big A answer before the little P problem of the fall. You know, it's the cure for negative complaining and whining. We have so, oh my goodness, there's so much whining going on. I'm just thank help me, Jesus. And sometimes I whine. So let me just help you. <laughs> but I know it's like, oh crap, I just whined again. Sorry, Jesus, help me. Okay. That's like seriously. Okay. That's just silly. Ephesians 5 4, it says, let there be no filthiness or silly talk or coarse, obscene, vulgar joking, because such things are not appropriate for believers. But instead, speak of your thankfulness to God. Complaining fills the void of prayer. And so I'm not asking you to get all religious. I'm saying, talk to God about it in, in your hurts. God, I, 
how could this happen? I'm sorry, can I, I'm, can I have five minutes of whining? And then, okay, we'll get to the good stuff. <laughs> you pour out your complaint to him. Okay. And then you're done. And then you can move on because you're like, I, I know you're going to help me with this. I'm just feeling this intensely. And so um, as you're talking to him, because sometimes people just like, they have such a habit of complaining and it just brings everybody down. It brings you down, keeps you down and takes people with you. Well, that sucks. Those are the people who are like, okay, I'm going to avoid them. Love you. Bye. You know, but thankful people are people you want to be around. And they also help you see, open up in the realm of possibility of what the answers are and potential. These are the ones that are fulfilling their potential in life. Uh, we call that manifestation of the sons and daughters of God. They're being unveiled. Why? Because they're cooperating with what God says is good for us. He might know. So be joyful all the time. There's so many things to be joyful for in the midst, okay, of things. Be in prayer. Talk to God all the time. God, you know, as I joke, I'm like, God, which melon should I choose? Because I don't want to thump, thump, thump. I don't want time to thump, thump, you know, or look for the, the umbilical yellow spot or whatever you're supposed to be doing for your melons. Okay, just tell me which one to get. Thank you. So I talk to him all the time. I'm authentic. Why? Because he already knows if I have a bad attitude. So <laughs> she doesn't have a bad attitude here. I'm just going to like linger there for about five minutes, express it to you. You can handle my toxicity. And then, okay, vent a little bit. Okay, now, all right, let's flip into um, the solution. And that will keep you in good stead. We need to be thankful every single day. And it's great that we have a holiday in the U.S. that specifically focuses on this, but we need this all the time. This is a 24-7, 365 day a year necessity for your well-being, for your living a life in abundance till it's full and overflows, for being a blessing to other people, right? Thanksgiving will help get you there into your happy place and keep you there. So I just want to thank everybody for joining. Love you. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Perspectives with Catherine Toon. For additional information and resources, please visit catherinetoon.com.